Hello there, and thanks so much for supporting the Music Career Show. My aim with this podcast is to help as many people as I can turn their passion for music into a career that can support them and their family by speaking to people who have actually done it and finding out how they've done it. With this in mind, I have developed my music career roadmap. This is a fully comprehensive and detailed step-by-step guide of how you can go from dreaming about your ideal career to actually implementing and living that dream. It is yours to download for free and can be found in the description of this episode. If you would like any support at any stage of your music career, you can reach out to me via email at barry at oneladmusic.com. I wish you all the best of luck and I hope you enjoy this week's episode of the Music Career Show. Welcome to the Music Career Show, telling you the stories of the world's best professional musicians. Hello there and welcome to the Music Career Show. My name is Barry and every week I'll be speaking with incredible musicians from all over the world about how they've honed their craft and made a career out of doing what they love the most. If you're a new listener, then while you still have your device in your hand, please take a second to subscribe and tell your friends all about the Music Career Show. Okay, hello there and welcome back to the Music Career Show. So my guest today is one that I've been buzzing to speak to for years now, but we've just never had an opportunity. He is the inventor of the Farmer Foot Drum, which for anyone who doesn't know what that is, it is the single greatest musical invention since Defender Stratocaster, in my opinion. The Farmer Foot Drum in some ways can be looked at as the main reason that I am where I am today, because it has guided my career so much and played even played a part in naming my whole business, which I'm sure we will actually uh, get into. So this is one of my all-time heroes, Mr. Pete Farmer. Oh, you, Pete. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. What does that even mean? Hi? Is that hi? <laughs> like Mr. Burns there from The Simpsons. Ahoy, ahoy. Ahoy, ahoy. It's an absolute pleasure to have you on uh, the podcast today, and thank you very, very much for coming on, uh, coming on board. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm uh, sitting cozy here uh, many thousands of miles away, so it wasn't a big trip. Just a click of a button. <laughs> well, that, right. that, that, that's one way of looking at it, I suppose. Yeah, fair play. Um, so, Pete, just for um, anyone that didn't still doesn't understand who you are or what it is that you do from that intro, why don't you tell us in your own words what it is you do? Tell us about Farmer Foot Drums. Uh, yeah, I think our biggest goal is to allow for musicians to get some musical creativity um, through the means of different kind of tools. Um, sometimes I've pigeonholed ourselves into thinking we're just a foot drum or a foot percussion kind of company, but we also sell harmonica holders, and they're kind of the best ones in the world at that. So we are kind of trying to get into the idea that we're a multi tasking musicians uh, best friend um, I think we all know that playing the guitar while as sweet as it can be sometimes needs a little extra spice and getting a band um, together is rather difficult it's just like you would imagine these breakup band stories we hear through the years um, it would never happen to you but lo and behold you travel with anybody for any given amount of time with uh, common business uh, goals uh, you're bound to run into some bumps and so we're there to kind of pick up musicians um, that have that scratch, that itch to want to add something else to their, you know, usually guitar playing. But I mean, we have lots of different characters, lots of different characters out there who get to play our instruments. And um, 
you know, our goal is to meet musicians where they're at and to try to sculpt something for them. So we've, we've really branched out our, our brands into different things, our instruments into different products uh, in order just to kind of find where folks want to go. Um, so we make lots of, we make the backpack play drum kit. That's like the most iconic. If I had to re- really shape it in somebody's mind, like, all right, here we go. Bert from Mary Poppins. And they're like, Oh yeah, yeah I know what you're talking about. And you're like, okay, well, we make those, but that's not all we make. We would try to think about this as a multi-faceted uh, kind of uh, approach that, you know, Bert's one element of it. And another is trying to do something that is just pure design follows function kind of stuff. And that's with our foot drum. Um, um, one of our guiding principles uh, is portability. It's like if you're not going to pack it up and take it to your buddy's house or down the street to busk or at the gig, then uh, you're going to play it less. And so we want to make them, you know, easy to set up kind of tools, uh, something that's not going to fail for you. It's going to be there for you like a good friend and um, that kind of stuff, because, you know, musicians have relationships with their instruments that is kind of funny um, that not of a lot of other products get named and, yeah. you know, crewed after and stored in cases and humidity, humidity controlled yeah. environments. And so I, oh, we're really proud to be part of that heritage of uh, people trusting their creativity through a tool or a lens, which is our instrument. And then, um, you know, I, I've had some problem along the way that, you know, we're just making product that, you know, maybe people don't need for, you know, stuff that we have to grab from our planet and repurpose towards, uh, you know, humans desires. But, um, I can't, I, I used to have a hard time with that. And what I've done to shape that mentality was happen to catch a, a TV show. I believe it's called, um, something in the city. It's uh, Martin Scorsese, uh, interviewing a, a uh, woman, Annie, um, not Leibowitz, but Annie, uh, Frank, oh my gosh, I'm going to recall her name and I'll get back to you on this, but, no problem. uh, episode is Martin Scorsese asks this woman, like rank the arts top to bottom. And she says, oh, that's easy. It's like number uh, two is the, uh, the, or number three is the visual arts highly overrated. It's near the bottom of the list. Like people will clap for Van Gogh's for, because they sell for a million dollars, not because of the true art that is possessed. Uh-huh. She said, uh, easy number, um, one is music. And I'm like, yeah. what? that was kind of surprising to me. And she said, all you have to do is look at a concert footage of the audience dancing to their favorite band in the height of some ecstatic moment in that music. And you watch people do the most amazing things. They just lose control of their body and they wiggle and move and do all this sorts and their faces are just full of happiness and no other art makes people do that. And that the number two is food. Food can make you feel wonderful, but usually that's going to kill you because it's the best, worst force, worst stuff for you yeah, that, yeah. Uh, that you tend to enjoy. So music is good, clean fun that brings the, the, the spirit of our being and existence on this planet to another level. So I'm really, really happy to be part of that. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. I, I, I think music is the best thing that anyone can do with their life. It's gotten me as far as, as, uh, as it, as it has. I wouldn't be anywhere without music. I'd literally, I don't know, I don't know what I'd be doing if, if it was. Yeah, and that's music. not the first time I've heard people say that. Isn't that funny? Like, yeah. it's an addiction, it's a need, it's a want, but it makes no sense. Like no, <laughs> when you really think about it. I know it's so weird. It is so weird. Um, you, you you touched on the harmonica holders there. Um, I couldn't agree with you more. I have both of the harmonica holders, and they are the best in uh, in the world because I have tried every other harmonica holder, and uh, literally every other harmonica holder that has ever existed. And the Farmer ones are by by miles, miles and miles better than um, ever. So let's go back to where did all that love of music start for you? 
Uh, well, as probably anybody, you listen to it. Uh, my parents kind of gave me classical music and uh, swing era music. And then I quickly realized I lived in Seattle during the 90s. So we had grunge music to fall on and everybody else told us how cool our music was. So it helped me to really uh, hone in on it during my younger 20s. Um, saw lots of good concerts that really were just, you know, awe-inspiring, you know, whether it be at the, uh, uh, you know, the larger venues or the outdoor venues in our area that were really beautiful. But um, yeah, trying to probably swoon and um, meet women at some point, I probably led me to the guitar, I'm guessing at some point just had me yeah. thinking like, well, it's a great instrument. I think Ben Harper's playing at that earlier career of his really got me into thinking about slide guitar. So my first um, guitar was a uh, nylon string, um, nylon string guitar, which I didn't know any of the difference between nylon or string or steel or whatever. Uh, Ended up putting steel strings on there because that's what Ben Harper had and then tuned them all the way up and whatever. And then the whole thing just like blew up in my face like, oh, okay, well, that's not a steel guitar I learned. So, um, you know, probably bolted the the bridge back on and um, tried to do it again. And um, yeah, I kind of just enjoyed the process really slow and steady. Um, then, yeah, then I think I was busking on the street a little bit because I don't feel like I was uh, good enough to ask somebody to waste their time learning music with me um, or I didn't find the right people. Let's just say that. And then yeah. playing on the street to me was the best option. Like you can play to an audience and if they stop and they listen, they like you. And if they keep walking, then, you know, their day is no worse off, I don't think. So that sometimes was a nice indicator to me that I could practice more and not have to, you know, annoy my roommates and actually somebody might kind of like it and throw down a dollar or 10 or 20. And that was kind of the votes that I got. Then I realized that I think playing foot percussion added a little more element. Maybe you you know that it could speak to that as well, uh, Barry. But yeah, putting on a show is part of the deal. So as soon as I started making little boxes and weird things and clappers and um, just out of literally out of a closet in my house. Um, it was really cool and fun and got encouragement along the way and like, no, oh, I could do better than this. And so I was like just itching for making things and um, one thing led to another. And that's kind of what it all boils down to. And then taking that plunge. Um, like, you know, anybody, when you have to commit to a larger decision about what you're going to do with your day when you wake up, um, you know, you say yes to one thing, you got to say no to another. So yeah. I kind of left a teaching career behind. I was um, trained to be a teacher at that point and oh. in the schools working, but I kind of like making stuff. I kind of like waking up on my own terms and thinking about things like nuts and bolts and um had early mentors with a hardware store that I lived by that was like a mom and pop and it had nuts and bolts to the floor to the ceiling and the same people who worked there every day who knew everything about that stuff and helped guided me um, to the products I needed to do to put things together. And, um, you know, the encouragement of good friends that said, you know, chase the, the inner wolf within you and, you know, get the dream taken care of. And it was like, yeah, probably do that now. And, you know, before life really starts to count for something. And, um, yeah. So I really feel fortunate for uh, the series of events that kind of led me to me where I'm at. Yeah. Brilliant. So let, let, let's just go back just a little bit. And you'd said that, so you, you must've been reasonably late coming to music in, in your twenties, was it? Yeah, I had a trumpet, yeah, fifth, sixth, seventh grade, and then they made me march on a band. I'm like, I'm not marching at a band. I'm going to be in the stands watching a game and not marching. Can I, can, I, can I just say, as someone that grew up in, in Ireland, um, I thought that only ever happened in films. 
that like oh, well, you, like marching bands and stuff in school <laughs> it's a funny thing it's pretty dang cool it's the highlight of most people's like football games i think because it's just pretty cool to see people like really hitting a cool tight march and playing your instrument at the same time it is like it's kind of a skill set it's that's amazing yeah i mean you're a one-man band i have been known as a one-man band uh, probably a little less so these days but i definitely know that as a you get a little badge of like wow that guy can really do it you know and you're just like well yeah i mean we you know you could too (laughs) <laughs> yeah exactly yeah oh no fair play so yeah so so you were you were late then coming to like the fair enough you, you, you can kind of class trumpet as like uh of, of course it's an instrument and I, I i can't play any brass or woodwind myself bar harmonica um badly but um you, 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 you kind of know where i'm going with this is that that trumpet can sort of be seen in its in its own separate way oh it's a different bird I, yeah, the, the, yeah. The popular music the, the, the more popular music side of things that the like every everyone has a guitar in the corner of of their yeah. back room do you know what i mean everybody and their dog has a, has a guitar there somewhere um and i was wondering is, 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 is you were late enough in life coming to that were you Oh yeah. And that's this, the key to it all. Like I think is like, I didn't know what the rules were for a lot of this stuff. I didn't think that there was anybody I could really learn from that wanted to play what I wanted. So I really just, I'm not a guy even now who knows music um, covers. I don't really have that formal brain training exercise to make sure I know what I'm doing. And and ultimately I think that's why I'm a one man band. I like to know I can change a key at any time or skip a tempo and make it really work out for my music without having to give somebody the eyeball or practice it. And that freedom musically to have the drummer there at my feet and the guitar at my hands. And, you know, I wasn't a singer, still probably not. Uh, and our harmonica in the mouth was my voice. It's like, yeah, I can't go wrong. There is no wrong note when you're the only one responsible for it. <laughs> yeah. I, I couldn't agree with you more. That was uh, sort of the, 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 the same sort of inspiration for me was that when, when I moved over to, to Scotland, I had, not that I had no one to play with, but I had no one that I kind of ever really um, gelled with. And that was, uh, same, same as you, the, the, the wanted to play the same sort of stuff that I was wanting to play. And I was just kind of like, yeah, I, I joined bands here and there and I wasn't a good fit. And eventually I was just like, I'll, I'll just, do it myself because right. do you know what I mean? Cause I, I, I'd always, I'd been years, I'd been using just a, a stomp box, just a, a logarithm stomp box, yeah. just a, a, a piezo in a, in a block of wood. And that was amazing. And that was, that was one of the things that kind of, I, I think made me stand out because no one else was doing it, but it's like, 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 you know, yourself, it's just one of those things where you're, 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 I think I, I've heard you say this before that like you're stamping your foot anyway, you might as well put something underneath <laughs> it and make use of it. Just watch concert footage. You'll see everyone's either bobbing their head or tapping their foot. You got to move your body in order to keep time. You know, it's part of it. Exactly. Yeah. And I think when when, when I I, I went and lived in Spain for uh, a couple of years and um, that was with the the boys over there were using the the stomp box. And I think it all sort of started around the, the Mumford and Sons stuff yeah. when they started coming out big time in like what 2008 2009 uh and i think am i wrong in saying that that's roughly when you start out with the foot drums well i, I would say everybody has their personal hero in this journey of the diy uh foot percussion you know there was uh you know backpack played drum kits of course you have a few um there was um uh, Partridge was his last name, but he was out of the UK in the sixties and actually made the, the billboard hit. So as a one man band with a backpack played drum kit, um, Don Partridge, I believe, 
Uh-huh. Um, uh, Jesse Fuller is a blues musician from the San Francisco area that if you were kind of in the folk revival era of the, you know, seventies or eighties or sixties, you would start to like hone into these, like, Oh man, there's some character one man bands out there that were actually pretty good. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, shaky graves on a more modern side is a customer that seems to get a lot of people excited about, you know, the idea, like I could do that. Um, but yeah, you know, there are just like uh, these musicians out there that have been doing this stuff, this trade craft of doing more with less multitasking, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it sparked a lot of people's creativity into thinking like, yeah, like mine was John Lee Hooker. I listened to an album and all he had was hard soled shoes with a microphone on the ground on probably a wood floor. And he just kind of tap danced some really wicked beats to his strumming and his, you know, really, you know, driven guitar riffs. And um, I thought, yeah, I mean, you don't need a foot drum to make foot percussion. You just got to put something that makes some noise down there. And there's cloggers. Uh, before that, people who have some of that uh, clogging ability, Appalachia style. Um, I just think that like that foot kind of tap or thump or whatever heartbeat you give to your music, you know, that's where the, the bass starts. I think that's where people really start. They just want to have that heartbeat, keeping that time, yeah. getting people behind you and into it and know where to land on that pulse. Um and then you add a little bit of a shimmy and a shake, and then, then people's creativity starts to go into crazy directions, you know? And, yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, that was our goal is to find, like, well, what kind of directions could you do? What was, what's the best instrument for jumping off of that train of, like, what do you add after the bass? Well, you add the hi-hat or a snappy snare, and that's your kind of trifecta sound for most drum kits. And then, you know, yeah. you get bells and whistles kind of thrown in there, and... Um, you know, it'd be like playing guitar with two strings. Like, yeah, it might get a little boring. So how many strings can you put on, on a guitar? So that's the hard work. Most people should be focusing, I think on that, like you're still playing the guitar and singing. Like that's the whole goal of all this stuff. Yeah. Like you got 10 fingers playing six strings over 25 frets. Like there's a lot of options up there. It's tremendously difficult. And hopefully you learn that craft and your feet get a little bit bored and you realize that like, oh, that's six pedals, nine pedals and two feet. Like, not that hard, yeah. really. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I always say to people that when, when, when they ask me about my, my foot drum playing is that I always say if you can drive a car, especially over here in this end of the world where like, I, I, as far as I know, the vast majority of cars over where you are in the States is all automatic. But we still use, I think you, call it, you guys yeah. call it like a manual or a stick shift or something. So it, I always say to people, if you can drive a car, then you can do exactly what I'm doing because your hands yeah. are occupied, your your everton's occupied everton's got a got a job and um, well, mary i will push you for this analogy next time somebody asks you just tell them like hey let me see you walk and then you know they walk two struts and they're like look you're syncopated your hands your legs everything is in time and if you mess yeah. that timing up well you're not going to be walking but you know your hand strum the when you change your chords you're really just finding that that pulse. And I'm a runner, you know, I've been running ever since I was in junior high and I enjoy that rhythm of everything. Like, you know, you hit a hill, you still maybe maintain your stride, but you just keep it in a clipped manner with shorter strides or, but just keeping a rhythm going for anything you do, whether running or walking or riding a bicycle, it's just about a rhythmic pattern and locking your body into that. It's a beautiful, feeling when you're when you lock in as you know you takes a while to lock in and wear those shoes down but 
you get into that, that feeling and it's just like you're dancing and I know dancing is not easy. So let's start with that premise too. It's like, you got to relax, you got to get into it and you got to feel the music. Your body will start to take over hopefully um, and do what it needs to do. Yeah, no, I, I, I couldn't agree with you more. That's actually a really, really good way of putting it. Um, I now, just to say the same with any instrument, but I, I now can, and even if I'm not, if, I, if I'm gigging and I'm not using the, the, the foot drums, if I'm gigging in the band, this is one thing that I struggle with. I play mandolin in a band with uh, a mate of mine and I cannot coordinate myself to do the, the slightly more complicated things on the mandolin and then keep the 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 beat going but like if if it's just strumming uh guitar and singing and whatever else my feet will still be going regardless of whether the foot drums are there <laughs> or not um and sometimes there was actually there was there was for at one stage i used to do a cover of the devil went down to georgia and i used to play it on the the fiddle part on harmonica well i used to do a version of it anyway and it came to the point where i actually someone asked me to play it one night and i couldn't play it without the foot drums so i had to sit on the stool and just sort of with the right. little penguin feet going 90 to try and keep myself um, in time. So it all goes back to what you're saying about that like internal rhythm. We all have that internal syncopation and without it, we just wouldn't, you couldn't get up and walk in front of you. You couldn't do anything. Yeah, yeah. No, everyone's got the beat. Everyone can dance. You just got to loosen up the limbs sometimes. And once you can do that, I think I think this stuff is like 101. Like I, I know it looks hard, but it feels like, it's one one when you get into the rhythm of anything. Well, you know, yeah. guitar is really difficult. Let's let's admit that. But you know, once you know how to play a G chord, you're like, okay, moving on. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah, you can you move on to the next one and all that kind of jazz. And where would we be without capos? Like, do you know what I mean? Uh, I don't know. So um, <laughs> yeah, I think you you would call it a capo. I think is is, is how you'd pronounce yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Capo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get capo. Yeah, I like that. Capo. That yeah. Yeah, uh, I, I'm from the Midlands in Ireland, and if there's an A in anything, we put about seven A's after that initial A and, and draw, draw out the capital. Yeah, Ooh, yeah, <laughs> something like Boston, a New York, New York uh, Boston or something. Yeah, well, well, an awful lot of Irish in Boston and New York. An awful I don't know if that myth is still there. Uh, yeah, probably, you know, probably. Is that a myth, is it? <laughs> is that a myth? What? Is that, yeah. is, is that actually a myth, is it? Well, no, but I mean, the numbers are just so muddled now. I don't know what numbers still exist. Like I was just in um, a Polish neighborhood recently, but I think it's now mostly Arab. Like it's just in the last 20 years, you just start to see how like populations shift. Like, I don't know. I like it. We're all mixing up. We're getting, um, getting to the new waters and new pools of people coming and going. It's, um, it's funny to know that we can just do this so easily now. just talk to each other and uh, yeah. and mix it up so i'm i'm happy to know that like this world is getting smaller and that we can all just sort of reach across and uh, find our little ways to talk with each other i think music yeah. is one of those ways to do it and it is. Um, it's, 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 it's the universal language isn't it yeah it is it really is it's a beautiful thing i think we need to, to, to lean into that yeah absolutely yeah like with like the second time i've said it now music is i think the best thing that you can you can ever do with your life uh but let's uh let, let's go back to the to the, the the idea for the foot drum so you were saying you were you were you're busking away and you kind of found that your feet were sort of not pulling their weight so you put stuff underneath them so what was yeah. the first thing that you put underneath your foot and did you go for two feet in like did you oh, go on in? oh no no no, yeah, this was light on levers, heavy on cajon style box. I realized yeah. that you know the cajon is a great bass drum. It's a solid piece of furniture, whatever you want to call it. And so, yeah, it's basically you're thumping a box. 
on the left-hand side, I think I squeezed hi-hats inside of this box and then a couple little jangly things off to the side. So it always had the concept. Uh, the snares were a little bit more of the slappy edge of that cajon. I don't know. It's yeah. probably called something, but it's the slap. And um, yeah. And so you could kind of dance your way to something and something then would break and it'd be like, oh, okay, I got to figure that out. But again, yeah. I had, I early parts of this drum had hair bands in them. Uh, rubber bands that hold your ponytails up, whatever. Uh, they had toilet plunger seals. Um, they had whatever I could find that made the job what I needed it to do, but I was pretty bad. And so I priced it accordingly. Like early foot drums were very low price. Like, I don't know. I think this works. Here you go. <laughs> it's the best on the market. We make the world's best, even though you know it wasn't, but it was the only one. So I think we got a lot of leeway for that. And it allowed me to, you know, really just have like an early Kickstarter kind of vibe. Like when customers bought something, I went back into the shop and spent time and money to make a better one. And so yes. we're on like for the foot drum, probably only number 700 still. We, we, only, we cap our, oh, really? our, our, yeah, we only cap it at a hundred a year this, uh, from here on out. And, um, you know, some years we did, we're pretty lean and, um, didn't sell a lot and just getting our word out has been our biggest difficulty, but um, you know, backpack play drum kits are in about a 200 and, you know, a lot of our bread and butter comes from the downbeat pedals, which are just smaller, simple pedals. Um, I've got two of them right here. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. They kind of fill the gap for, you know, doing a little less is more sort of thing. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, you know, this has just been like a labor of love. A lot of years we weren't making a lot of money. Um, a lot of years, I mean, still now, I don't know what the word profit means. It's like, I can pay my workers and myself and buy the parts I need to make more. Uh, okay. Well, that's, that's what we have. We're slicing the pie pretty thin, but you know, the goal is that, you know, people find out about it and we maybe have somebody like yourself, Barry, who out there and just rocks it out one night and just inspires two more people to go like, I could do that or I want to do that. And, yeah. um, yeah, because we're looking, you know, that Jimi Hendrix kind of vibe, we're going to get somebody out there who just, you know, lights it up for some reason or another and hopefully just shares what possibilities are there. Yeah. Um, yeah, cause I don't know. There's a, there's a few doing that at the moment. Lucas Day comes to mind. Yeah, uh, he resonates with people. Yeah, he's good. He's tight. Yeah, real tight. Yeah, Lucas him. is uh, him and uh, Mark Smith uh, from me. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, then you know probably Cam Cole because he, he's in your. He's, he's, uh, he's down in London. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's blowing up. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's, he's doing really well. I, I saw he was over in America as well. Actually, isn't he? He's over here right now. He's building a um, state converting stage um, that he he's going to tow around and play shows next year. So he's making this, you know, mobile stage essentially right now. He's going to park his motorcycle in. It folds down. It's got all the lights and the the stereo stuff. And he's going to do this kind of mobile concert vibe. You highly recommend that you reach out to him because uh, camcole.com. He's on Instagram, obviously, and he's detailing all his little stories right now, but I think he's got good plans. He's got a good helper and Marcus is, um, kind of manager friend that is, they're able to kind of find the edges of this business. Cause it's, it's tough, you know, I mean, he jumped in with two feet. Um, I jumped in with two feet, you know, before I had kids and now I'm luckily able to immerse myself in this without having to worry about, how it's all going to work, but, um, that took a long time, you know, yeah. and Cam Cool is, is worked really hard. He's bust for a long time. You know, he's been out every day playing yeah. and little breaks here and there. So, 
Uh, I'll def I'll definitely give him a shout. Yeah, um, yeah. I, was it? No, it wasn't Cam that I originally got mine off. It was Lewis. Lewis Lloyd Henry. Yes, because I'm writing him an email right now. He's buying another one, so he knows. You know what? I actually got that email because I think I'm still copied into it. <laughs> well, I, you now work at our business, so yeah, you're, you're all right. You're right. Yeah. You were. And I didn't even think about it, but you're right. I just saw that email pop up with your name, and I, for some reason, didn't even think twice on why. Yeah. That I didn't even think about that either. I was like, oh, imagine that. that, that yeah. That's well. Yeah. No, he's, yeah. he's another DIY guy. He makes a great kit. He makes a great sound out of it. But I think eventually you just realize, like, you can make your own car, but it might yeah. not be a good idea. <laughs> the best car. Exactly. Yeah. Just because you can doesn't mean that you should. Yeah, and this is a DIY world. So I get it that people want to do that. I highly encourage anybody to like just stomp on a um, uh, aluminum can, have it curl up around your shoe, and all of a sudden you kind of have a clashy little sound, you know, knocking your shoe down. So there's ways to do this stuff without complication. But I'm going to tell you at the end of the night, you might not want to have a crushed can on your foot uh, banging away. It just might yeah. not send the right signal. So, um, yeah. I mean, we, we, we focus on sound we want this to sound just kick ass and have that feel and playability. And like I said, like, you know, as reliable as a good friend, you know, exactly. Well, I, 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 I can attest to that because I based my first, uh, foot drum kit off the farmer foot drum kit. Uh, and I made it, uh, out of, uh, an, a, a, a Roland, uh, drum brain and I just oh, had, yeah, like, yeah. electric, um, electric kick drum pedals. And, it worked. It 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 served its purpose, but yeah. those things were never meant to be put together like that because it was all sorts of like ghost triggering and re-triggering, and because yeah. everything was like bolted down to a pedal board, like if and it's all based on like um it's it's all kinetic, so it's on like moving parts and stuff like that. Uh, as as far as the triggering, if something if I triggered something over on the left hand side, the vibrations would then potentially trigger something over on the right. And if I wanted to yeah. do anything with my heel at all, just it was, uh, it was a, so it was eventually I, I I used the electric um foot drum kit, the one that I built to like prove the concept that I could number one play this and number two actually make it sound like a band because it, 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 it is one of these things. You, you mentioned um, Bart from Mary Poppins. When people, when I, when I was started out and tried to get more gigs and tried to like get like bigger wedding gigs and stuff like that, and I says, "Oh yeah, no," and, and they were like, "Oh yeah, well, will you play? Um, are you able to play the the evening of the wedding?" I says, "No, about no bother." And says, "Oh yeah, but do you have your, do you have a band around?" I says, "No, I am the band," and people were like. All right, like Mary Poppins, and I was like, no, 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 I promise. It sounds a bit mad, but it 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 works really, really well. Um, so yeah, I would definitely attest to try it out yourself first. Uh, but uh, in the long run, try it out yourself while saving for a farmer foot drum because in the long run, you're going to end up yeah. at the foot yeah. Drum. Yeah. And some people might not know what they can do or want to do until they do it. And, you know, just get a bass drum and a hi-hat pedal if you want to go acoustic and you just got enough. You, you boom and a slap and sizzle crash. Yeah. And then yeah. go from there, you know, and that's and essentially yeah, sure. what some of this stuff is. That's fine. But yeah, the snare drum you'll start to miss and there's not going to be enough room to squeeze together bass drum pedals. And after a while, all that stuff starts to stack up for costs. And, you know, I, again, super portable you just take our bass drums off you slap them on you pick it up and you're out the door because yeah. again if you know we're creatures that i've learned a lot about our human um traits along the way too like what do people do or not know intuitively um 
And that's one of them is we're just really lazy people. Like, I don't know. Do you put your guitar in its case with a humidifier on every time? Or do you just like, eh, whatever. <laughs> I, I have them all hanging on the wall here. I'll yeah, me too. Right. Yeah. Because I want to pick it up and play. Yeah. yeah. This, right. is all, this is just basically a fancy shed out in my garden. <laughs> yeah. I love it. And that's what uh, I think a lot of uh, good ideas come from is like you got to have a little space set up for that. And, yeah. you know, ease it. You don't want your creativity to be like worrying about a quarter inch cable, you know, then into the DI and then the DI gets fished through and then there's the P and you're like, wait a minute, no, you need to play music. Yeah. You just sit down, not worry about your batteries, if they're charged or not. And um, that's why we just love analog. We just think that that's the future. Um, is that people yeah. are going to get their kicks out of this electronic world for a while and maybe eventually settle down into what, you know, real sounds can make for them. I mean, not a lot of people play electronic drums on a, on a stage. It just doesn't quite, translate have the same popularity yeah same popularity as an electric guitar you know it just yeah. you got to have a good amp and that's not what a, a drum is it's not amp driven it's basically the drum is the amp yeah and so you got to kind of own that fact that drums are important to the uh live yeah. sound of a lot of things yeah it's all about moving the air properly yeah oh there you go yeah Ooh, that just waters it down right to the basics isn't it it's just about moving yeah. air that's all just 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 hitting that little hair in your ear <laughs> exactly yeah yeah getting that little thump so um so you said you're on uh 700 foot drums that you've built what version are you on just now uh we're calling this one i think at the very moment uh 12.3 um version three yeah yeah, little tweaks come along the way, but um, uh, we're really excited. We're going to get a CNC machine here and do a lot more in-house manufacturing. Uh, so like a big computer numerically controlled router is uh, XYZ access with a router head just going around to wherever you program it to. And so um, that's going to, yeah, hopefully kind of base a new version of everything moving forward. It'll, like I said, be a little more in-house controlled product that we can sculpt and change at a moment's notice and not rely on a mold that we just push 10,000 parts out and, and are stuck with. So more agile, more changes if needed. But um, this version, I hope you should know too, is like, I don't also want to change this anymore. It's like, there's one Telecaster and there's slight mod modifications. So we just want to make that one instrument that people can know what it is make the little adjustments as needed, but really just lock it in and just say, this is what it is. We're moving on to something else. And if you need supply parts is if it's a 12 version, 12 and beyond, we should, we got you for life. You know, that, as you so, know, is another issue. Yeah. So servicing of parts. So, um, yeah. not that it happens often, but of course, you know, yourself, it's like anything. Like I, I, if you drive a fancy car, the brakes are still going to fail at some point. You know what I mean? You need yeah. to change. You, need to change and you, you know what you do to our instruments every day? You, you kick them. Me. You have, do you have a, a beeper on this thing? You beat that shit out of them. I mean, exactly. the whole goal is to get your passion translated through your feet. And as you know, some musicians are absolutely passionate about what they're playing. Yeah. So we've had the cowboy booted women just hitting it really hard while they're just cranking out some guitar stuff. And, yeah. um, Cam Cole, Cam Cole. watch the video. Oh, crushes. My crushes. God, I, honest to God, when I first seen him playing, he gave me the fear. The size of them boots. I know. No, I, I, don't, I can't go to his show. I went to one show and I just waited for something to break. Just waited because he hits yeah. it so goddamn hard. And um, yeah, I know. And I believe me, I've been at a show where I'm like, uh-oh, the bass drum just stopped working. I don't know why. And, you know, the earlier models, I get it. I get it. People have a different passion than I was used to. So, 
Um, yeah, no, I don't doubt that we have had um, thoughts of like, how do we make this even beefier, you know, without going overboard. And that's been the balance. I want to make sure it's a delicate instrument uh, acoustically, but has the the hard hitting thing. Like you are going to mess this stuff up. So yeah. hit it hard, have fun. I love it. So what's on what's on offer at the moment? Are you still doing the six, nine, and twelve, or what's what's the story? Yeah, six, nine, and twelve. We'll just lock those down a little bit more. Uh, twelve pedals is certainly enough to get your crash, your splash, your or sorry, a ride cymbal and a splash, probably a hi hats. Um, you know your all the different snare pedals and all the different ex, uh, auxiliary sounds, jingles, shakers, and you know that that's a pretty good scope. Um, what we're going to start focusing on is getting our backpack played drum kit, which you would put on your back. It has mm -hmm. up to uh, four levers now up top and two down below. And then we're going to put that on the ground on its little spurs. And then you're going to be able to attach a couple pedal sets to it. Um, oh. If we have a couple complaints uh, that uh, kind of resonate sometimes, it's A, the cost of the instrument, and B, like, I don't need six pedals. I just want like four or, you know, or three, just like, Keep it a little more simple, and it's like, yeah, that's cool. We got that. Yeah. So this, when, when when you get it, you really don't just want four. You you yeah. gotta get there. You gotta get there. So this is a, a stepping stone that helps our downbeat pedals, which are around the hundred dollars. That you know, play snares and cymbals and the foot yeah. drum, which you know is 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 an investment. But that back back plaid drum kit is going to be um, loosely termed a three for one. So you got this. Um, you know, round shell, the bass drum has only got one head and it's got a simple snare that's 10 inches up top and it's a singular head, but efficient at what it's doing. And then a small set of hi-hats with four levers coming and going, interplaying, hitting whatever needs to be done. And then a splash cymbal off to the side. So then those, all those strings coming down are played by the body with a guitar and you're doing this whole thing. It's a big song and dance, or you put it on the ground, connect your four pedals to the ropes and you got a foot played while you're standing up like a shaky graves or something. And you yeah. can play that standing up and engaging your audience, just a st stationary spot with the pedals, or you just pull out your drumsticks and you play it like a little drum kit and you got four pedals or two pedals down below and you're playing the bass and the hi-hat like you ordinarily would. And then you can strap it on with some leather uh, straps and be out the way and make it whatever you want it to be. You know, ideally it's going to be a backbeat so you can really nail that show as a performance. And then number two, it'll be a four pedal played uh, foot drum that yeah. has you know, about half the cost. And, you know, it's a little less portable, a little less fun to set up in the sense that it takes a little bit to get everybody adjusted and ready. But um, I think it's the portal. It allow people to kind of get into that world, you know, yeah. I mean, honestly, like when you buy a backpack, play drum kit, do you like, oh yeah, man, I got this. I, I can do that. Like that's false optimism that like, it's yeah. going to get you to do it. Great. Wonderful. The, hail to that. But yeah. do you really know what you're doing when you strap on an instrument? Yeah. No. It's not as if Hal Leonard has the, 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 the big book of like <laughs> backpack drum kit for dummies. Like. <laughs> I gotta make it. I gotta make it. That's been one of my goals for this year is to get a little bit more of an online personality and get myself out there just talking about what these drums can do, what I've learned about them. Here's how you can set it up. Uh, here's an alternative way to think about it because I think I have to be helping folks along the way. And that wouldn't be fair to say, here's an instrument. I don't know. Like, good luck. That's <laughs> what I hope want. customers. Yeah. I mean, sometimes that's good. And, and customers are stepping in to do a lot of that. But, you know, I want to get a education program nailed out where 
uh, you're doing a little bit like here's five different rock beats patterns. It's a heel, it's a toe, one, two, three, and then knock it out. Get people encouraged to take those first steps and not feel like they have to do it on their own, which again, I'm the kind of personality that like, I'm just, I don't like that formal education. I want to learn what I need to do. I understand music through my interpretation and my ears, but I got my own thing and I want to make sure to really cater to that. And I think everyone instruments that are, or sorry, musicians that are listening to that, like know your sound before you really copy somebody else's and get that um, imprint that you can't go back from, you know, if you're strumming like a Bob Dylan, like, well, how are you not going to strum like a Bob Dylan? You know, yeah. you can do it, but it just, it, there's many journeys to finding the way you need to play your sound and sound different from anybody else. And, you know, you do, even if it's a cover song, you're doing your own thing, but yeah. Um, yeah. And that's the foot drum world. Like, Hey, you knock it out of the park. You can play beats on a foot drum way more complicated than the world's best drummer period. It's just a different instrument. You can get your ass kicked by a drummer. No problem. But I think you can do some different things that I don't know, maybe somebody hasn't thought of yet. So that's what I'm excited for people to take on. You're taking on a journey and the destination is unknown. So the guitar, that's a different story. Like, I don't know where you're going to find the, the edges on that. You, you get it. I mean, that's the beauty, I think, of talking to somebody um, on a podcast like this is that you actually do get it on some level. And not a lot of other people have gone to that expression to get their body uh, fully engaged musically. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, you get it. It's still about the song craft. You still got to know how to write a song. I mean, that's that's the bottom line. And the drums yeah. are they're the backup drummer. You know, there's they'll steal a show on occasion, but you're you're trying to present yourself with a a solid foundation up here. Um, you know, guitars, hands, singing, whatever, and then your drums are going to be like that's what that's what it just delights me when people and you know this like they kind of crank their neck and they're like, oh. That's that's the one guy doing all that. Like, wait, wait a minute, and then you yeah. know, process, process, look, and then oh, okay, wow, all right, yeah. But no, like I, I, when, when you say that, when people say it, when people see me doing that, they're like, oh, geez, how in the hell is he doing that? I'm like, I am literally just doing the simplest, the simplest right. of simple things, and it, it works so well. But then you go into the likes of, like we said, Lucas Day, who is just he's on another level. Todd, uh, Todd Coward, no, no, yeah. Mark, Mark Smith. Yeah. lunatic absolute lunatic and just the, the different gravy all together uh, yeah how many pedals do you i think he's got 18 pedals now or something is it he, he he's added a lot and he's pushed me along too to um we have a new pedal called a snare drag that he had featured as a diy thing and that allows for release hits of your foot so yeah. not only do you get something on the down it's basically like adding an upstroke to a pick on your hand it's like oh well you can really do some different things on that and the snare is a yeah. playful instrument to begin with so we allow people to just have a little bit more fun with the snare um with release hits so yeah he's great he's got that itch to do it and i'm just glad we're a platform for him to jump off from and get his own yeah. ideas so yeah i may i might get onto him and get him on the podcast actually because i oh, used to i used to live for his content i've talked to him to little, <laughs> little times. honestly i All used right. to I, I, you, you, i've probably watched his like rig rundown more than any other guitarist or like i i'm a huge van halen fan and i've watched every video about van halen but i would say i've watched mark's videos about his Oh, like his his little thunder pickups, the uh, yeah. electro harmonics pedals that he had. I basically copied him as much as I could. I used yeah. to live for his stuff. Like it was, and like even the fact that he was just 
building this stuff himself. And he, he came up with one for like turning the pages on his iPad that he built himself and stuck it onto the side of the photo. I was like, you, he, he's mad, but it's brilliant. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it, it, it is. It's so good. It's 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 amazing that this platform now exists. It didn't exist 10, 15 yeah. years ago, but I'm, it's amazing that it does. So yeah. amazing. Yeah, I, I love that people have their own vision of what they need to do, and and we're just a helper towards that. Yeah, it, yeah. I don't know. It's a funny world to know that, um, you know that um, we can get these heroes in just unlikely corners. Like he's probably not going to be the Billboard Top 100, and you're not going to watch an empty video of him playing it. But you can find your own fans of anything anywhere, yeah. and that's the tribe that I really am excited to. I don't know if I'm the first one to corral in a commercial way, which sounds a little bit uh, trite, but you know, I want people to know that this family of one man bands exists. And if you're one of us, you'll get it right away. Yeah. And other people are be like, yeah, just being in a band's pretty fun. Why, 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 why go to all the work? And you know, I get that. I love being in a band. I, I joined my first band very um, five, six years ago. And it was literally the most fun thing I've done in a long time was to share music, somebody without feeling weirdness of like, am I doing a good job? And all those, you know, crazy feelings that you have when you're trying to share yourself with somebody, it just clicked. We were a bunch of dads and moms in their forties. And we're just like, Oh, we can do this and not feel weird about it. And this feels so good. Being in a one man band is a little different. It's got other perks, but Sharing music, I think, with other people, you know, it, it is one of those perks that it's not there. But then again, I mean, I think a lot of our customers are into duos. Maybe you can set me straight, but like, wouldn't it be rad if you could just be like a singer songwriter and you had a bass player, uh, foot drummer just right behind you, like backing you up and you got along like butter and it was no problem and you guys could hang out? Um, then that's a good duo. You know, that's a full yeah. band duo. Um, that is a full band. Yeah, there's, there's a guy, what's his name? Escapes me, Spanish guy. Yes, uh, uh, it starts with a G. Is the last name? Yeah, yeah. That's a. Uh, uh, is, is it yeah. Robert? Robert? Uh, uh, no, maybe not. We're gonna get there. I'll, we'll get maybe there, we'll, but yeah, yeah. We'll well, I, I, and I, I've seen that, and that works absolutely oh, yeah. amazingly. It works yeah. so so well. Um, yeah. There's other guys. There's, there's yeah. That's the rhythm section. I mean, that's what literally is defined as the bass and the guitar as the rhythm section. And when you connect those two dots together, like. Yeah. You're tight. You're a tight band and everything else just kind of follows that. Um, yeah. But, you know, I, I got a bass here. I haven't picked it up quite yet. I got I got a long... I just want to play everything. And that's kind of my problem. Like, I just enjoy the idea of, like, being a prince where you can just, like, oh, I can just, like, do all this stuff. Eventually learn how to play the right piano part, maybe, for the right section of the song. Get your logic out and just stitch it all together. It's like... Yep. That's me. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. And, you know, you've got that addiction. I think you get a lot of what you want to do. You want to enjoy the music. Yeah. All of it. Yeah. And an, an awful lot of it for me was that I wanted to, um, like like when, when I was a kid, I wanted to uh, be, I wanted to be a rock star. And that, that was it. That, that, it wasn't like I want to be a musician or I want to be a music teacher. I wanted to literally, Barry, what would you like to be when you grow up? A rock star. No, Barry, you're 17. What are you going to do? No, seriously, a rock star. Um, yeah. And obviously that's not really, you can't really just go and, and apply to be a rock star. But when, when, when I realized that, like, you can play, if you can play guitar, you can also sort of play bass or you can translate an awful lot of the same skills over to play bass. And then I was like, well, surely you can do that with like anything that has strings. So like, 
I, I, guitar is my main instrument, but I, 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 I've taught myself ukulele, mandolin, banjo, bass. Uh, I've got a, a, a really cool PV power slide that I'm trying to get my head around as well, and things like that. And it, it, it all came down to just the, the need to be, um, employable, so that I didn't actually have to go and yeah. get a real job. Now I spent the best part of, uh, I've lived in Aberdeen for eight years now, and I've been spent the best part of six years in, uh, in real jobs and grown up jobs, and didn't really do too well in them. Uh, hence why I'm now uh, my own boss because <laughs> it, it, no one else would have me really but um, yeah all of that came came from the, the need to like be uh, as employable as possible um, it kind of I, I, th- I think it worked I've never been stuck music has been the only consistent thing in, in my life ever really uh, yeah and you speak to that in the podcast uh, mission statement is like you know if you have a passion for something you know you got to find the way to chase it down and if it is music, you know, there's a lot of edges to that. And you're finding out what it is that works for you. Like, are you going to be a strictly wedding band and make a high, um, a high pay for maybe low enjoyment or mm. like myself, I'm making, I'm, I like to say like, we're making the pickaxes and the shovels for the miners, the gold miners going up to the Hills. Like them Hills are going to be really hard and steep and cold nights. And some of you are going to strike it rich and live the dream and those that don't like, you're going to want to have a good shovel to get you there. And I'm yeah. going to be helpful for that. But I recognize I'm not a minor in that same capacity. I don't think I have the, the will to do what I needed to do to make that income work other than, you know, be on the, the, the sideline of that in a way that we yeah. are, you know, we're manufacturers. There's no way around that, but everyone I've hired here, we have three employees right now and they're, they're all just rock stars in their own way. Musicians, you know, they they've toured, they've done it. They know music you know, like the back of their hand. So we all can share that language, but ultimately it's like, yeah, what, you know, what, what can we do to make people's lives work? You know, like while our instruments can be expensive, any musician knows that like the tool, the trades got to be reflective for the quality that they want to provide, you know? Yeah. And so we, we do understand that like some buskers actually make quite a bit of money and they can make that it's their living. It's what they do. And they have an income threshold. They, they work towards and they can't afford these tools because that's what helps them thrive. And, um, you know, those who get us, get us. And like I said, those who don't like, yeah, I mean, I just love to watch people like, what do you, what do you make? And, um, sometimes I'll fool them a little like, yeah, we make about a, you know, 200 backbeats uh, a month and, you know, ship them worldwide. <laughs> really? I'm like, no, of course not. Like, so you get on Amazon. Three. <laughs> yeah. but even at two or three a month, they're like, wow, like really? I'm like, yeah, I mean, yeah, everywhere in the yeah. world. You shipped so many different places. Um, and it speaks to maybe a little bit about this podcast again. Like, how are you going to make it in this world? And I think in some ways I've heard the adage of like, just find the niche and be really good at it. And there you go. You know, yeah. don't try to compete with um, the big dogs in town. Just play a different game, set the rules, and you're your own, you know, corner of the market for that, whether it's in your small town whether it's a style of music or whatever it is you choose to do. Um, ours was to re- recognize like we already make the world's best, everything. The harmonica holder was low hanging fruit. That technology hadn't really taken off since, you know, the fifties or sixties and it stuck yeah. where it was. And, um, and then the foot play percussion is that everyone's been doing DIY and electronic stop boxes, really easy things to replicate. And I just wanted to get ahead of the game, make the best we could on everything we do. And, um, yeah. So that's kind of exciting. Like we, our goal is to make the best instruments of anything we make. And so far, um, we make portable drum kits, you know, we recognize yeah. that drum kits are, 
out there, but we just want to make really good portable ones. Um, so we don't need to play the the game against cheaper prices and better product from a, a large company that probably has it nailed down pretty well already. So yeah. um, just get a niche, find your niche and own it. Yeah. That's, there you go. that's a that. piece of advice that's worked for us. Simple as that. Um, I wanted to ask you about the, uh, I suppose, collaboration is the best way to put it. Maybe you'll put a bit, a bit better, the collaboration with Seidel to do uh, the harmonica holders. How did that come about? Uh, yeah, they're a great company out of East Germany or formerly East Germany. They are making the best harmonicas in the world, as far as I can tell. Um, I have been introduced to them later in life in the sense that I think it's a slow moving boat to try to edge into the other German brand and the, um, yeah. you know, Lee Oscars of the world. So, um, yeah, they were looking for the best thing in the market that was a harmonica holder that would obviously um, open up their market to guitar players a little bit more. Yeah. And we happened to be making them at the time, so we just it was a natural marriage. They, you know, they're using magnets just like we use magnets on a lot of our stuff to influence sound and um, just forward-thinking people. I don't think the other German company um, has a forward-thinking. They, you know, this is what I find with a lot of musicians too, is like once you find your thing, they don't fix it if it ain't broke. Yeah. And uh, other companies that need to get into the market like ourselves just find like, well, you've got to make it better than the other people and uh, start owning that. Yeah, um, I, I, I'm of that very same opinion. It doesn't need to be broken to be fixed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so good for, you know, the Lee Oscars of the world. They're making great product. It, you know, hits a price point. They've got their thing going on, but Seidel has taken it to another level and... Yeah, we're just really thrilled to be out them because that is a different market for us. I know foot percussion uh, or foot drums throws a lot of people off and the harmonica holder is um, a bread and butter thing that, you know, we got a patent on and I just fell in love with the idea that, um, you know, we, you know, Bob Dylan bought one of our harmonica holders. We were pretty oh, excited yeah. about that. Yeah, we oh, have uh, brilliant. just shipped one off to uh, Jeff Tweedy of Wilco. And um, so, you know, words getting around a little bit about like, what it is we do, but we don't have the advertising budget to get it thrust in a lot of people's faces to, you know, know who we are. That's the kind of way we've been rolling is just letting people talk about us on their own terms and yeah. tell us uh, other people that, what, what they think of it. Well, for what, for what it's worth, as I said, um, I, I do agree that uh, both of the farmer, I've got the older version though. I've got the, I've yeah, got you the, do have an older one. Yeah. Yeah. We've changed a lot of, a lot of stuff. Yeah. Always, yeah. always. I, I still, the, the, the side note is, my favorite thing in the whole world because it's the, it's the you don't even know it's there you honestly don't even know it's there and it's, it's I use the side note if I'm playing by myself and I use the uh, the gecko if I've got I've got a a, a dynamite yeah seen the dynamite that I kind of yeah. MacGyvered a little bit so that it it it, it has a, a a metal strip on it now so it'll sit onto the it'll sit onto the uh, the gecko and it's like it's solid it won't go anywhere yeah. at all because the the side note if I have the the big heavy mic on it it'll bounce oh, about a bit whereas it's the, bouncy yeah it bounces yeah yeah but like for having just a single harmonica sitting on it and it's, it's yeah. the most comfortable thing in the world because it it it, it sort of the other ones the, the the big like traditional frame things you sort of you have to get your shoulders in and you sort of have to just adjust your body to it whereas the the, the farmer one i found that the side note it just it it it, it, it adjusts to your face well, it, you know, it blew my mind that anybody would step in front of a stage with a spotlight, microphone, everything's pointed right at you up there. And then you put basically headgear in your face. Like you said, you shrug your shoulders, try to get it all worked out. And then maybe 
if your wing nut wasn't tightened on enough, it starts to slip forward. So we kind of call it kissy face around here. You know, you start, your neck starts to go out and you're like, "Uh Oh, I'm going to lose it. And then like, why would anybody subjugate themselves to that is beyond me. So yeah, the side note harmonica holder, I just imagine like Dolly Parton, like, you know, big hair, you know, all this stuff going on. Like she's never going to play harmonica holder unless she can just wrap it around her neck or a cowboy hat. And, you know, that's like a thing where people just don't want to put stuff over their head and it's headgear and it looks funky. And, but you know, yeah, we definitely, we, we looked for visual sight lines, ease of use without, you know, the hinge uncoming unraveled and um, yeah. And the ease of the harmonica holder, like, you know, you don't want to fumble, like you're just, putting the stuff right up, right up here. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. So uh, Abby, uh, is there any other collaborations that you've got in, in, in the works or is there any, or or anything along those lines? Uh, you know, we don't, we are like the outsider status. We are partnering with a store in the Netherlands. You may have heard of them. They're called Bax music, B-A-X. Yeah, and they they're like just a big chain store that has a great online presence and some return policies that are going to make it easier for Europeans. And they've already imported it for uh, the customer, you know, free local shipping kind of thing. And for good or for bad, they're they're just like a large company that can get maybe more European customers a little easier access to our instruments. Um, We love to sell direct uh, just because we get to interact with the customer and kind of know the needs and. uh, get to know that. So the prices aren't really competitive either way. It's just a little less legwork for importing if you order through backs and you know, it's, it's convenient. It's there, it's in Europe. It doesn't have to go across the ocean. Um, yeah. but yeah, partnership wise, you know, we got, um, we got, um, you know, just the idea that we're doing it on our own as outsiders is kind of the, I just love it. You know, I don't, I just want to like, not bring down the big guy, but like, I don't want to be the big guy. I want to be known as like, yeah, you're going to call our company and you're going to talk to the guy who's building it or who designed it. And, you know, (laughs) like try to keep the numbers small and tidy and we can, we can all work this together. Like, you know, I would like to know that we could grow as a business, but not at a pace that outstrips what we can um, do manageably. Yeah. That, that, that's another thing that whenever I, you, you can always tell when someone's a drummer, because they'll come up and they'll just look at it differently. They'll look at the, at, at the foot drum differently. And they'll always ask, like, what is that? They'll always ask what it is. And I'm like, oh, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a farmer foot drum. It's built by this guy, Pete, in his house in Michigan. And they're like, no, it's not. And I'm like, no, no, genuinely it is. It's just, it's, it's this one guy. He's the only guy in the world that does it. And uh, it's, it's amazing. And, he was, and people are always absolutely blown away that it is just... It's, it's, it's just yourself and whoever else you have working for you that are just, you're there, you're, you're physically putting on every note and, and type. Well, have you ever had that experience where you like, you call the company and like, you're talking, like I did that with Bill Lawrence. He makes pickups. I bought yeah. one and I thought it was a big company and it probably is. And, but then I called and he's like, hello. And I'm like, hello. He's like, this is Bill. What can I do for you? I'm like, uh, I don't know. I just had a question about your wiring. Like, and it was just like, wow, I felt so honored to have that connection and I didn't maybe take it for granted that not many companies are going to give you that. Like the bigger yeah. the store, the worse it gets. Yeah. Like you're not going to phone up Seymour Duncan and actually talk to him. Hey, Seymour, how's it going? <laughs> What's the, I'd love to see more of you. Wow. <laughs> oh, that's good. Uh, you should be. Uh, uh, dad jokes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know yourself. Um, okay, cool. So like, so say, 
if if you want to buy a foot drum, you just said backs there. If you're in the the if you're outside of America, outside of the US, is 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 that the best place to buy them or what? How? Yeah, no, we love our mom and pops too. There are some stores in Australia, Old Bank Music and Dubbo uh, that carries our products. Um, there's a you know folklore society in Denver that carries uh, harmonicas, all our full range of stuff, and um, maybe a store in Switzerland or two that carry our stuff. Yeah, I mean certainly, like I get it. There are people also trying to make money, and for them to get our word out for us, it does take a personal touch. So if they yeah. if the dealer calls me up, I'll, we'll chat and we'll figure it out together. And sometimes it's just the curiosity of the dealer, and that's fine too. So. Um, but yeah, just ordering on our website, you know, allows us to connect each other and, and to find out. And, um, you know, we just shipped a drum out to South Korea last week. And, you know, that's always nice to see our musical expansions just getting around the world. So yeah. Europe's a big customer, obviously, Australia. But, um, you know, we've had a, a few drums in Asia. Japan's definitely a big market. Brazil would be if they didn't have such uh, draconian um, import duties. Um very isolated economic country, I think at the moment. Um, but yeah, music is everywhere. And I, I recognize the DIY one man band thing. I've, you know, seen a couple books out there. Uh, one of them, uh, one of our customers, Dave Harris, um, head, hands and feet, a book about one man bands. And he had chapters for like early African one man bands. And it was a long list and South American 20th century one man bands. And it had a long list and like, punk bands united states 1970s and 80s one man bands and so it's huge it's everywhere and it's all over the place and i'm just happy like i said maybe to sum up some of the conversation on that part of it was like we're in a tribe of people and i'm just so happy that we're we speak the right language to a certain group of musicians that you know love this stuff like you and and um so many other people so Yeah. yeah Brilliant. Um, and is there anything in particular that you're working on now? I know you kind of said that you're kind of happy enough to perfect the, and maybe just little tweaks here. Yeah, it, it's the add-on stuff that we're really excited about. So we're going to make a bass drum beater that's got a natural sheepskin side with a, um, uh, a felt side and a wood side that, you know, I know some people make out there, but there are usually three different beaters. And so we'll do a twist version of that. So you can just put it in your backbeat or foot drum or buy separately for your drum kit. And, um, you know, it's a dynamic like that. So a drum maker might sell a drum shell and babinga and they'll put on, they'll coat the inside with a silver finish. So it really enhances. It's like, that's all bullshit. You know, a lot of the stuff <laughs> doesn't need to be, um, uh, you know, vis-a-vis somebody else and some of its aesthetics, but you know, if you want to shape the sound of your drum, try using a different beater or, yeah. you know, play it differently, of course, is another version or tuning it differently. But like, we want to focus on like what really changes the sound. And so we found that beaters and drum heads are two huge components in yeah. any sort of uh, drum sort of scenario. So trying to find out what is really smart out there is um, doing stuff like that. Um, we have um, that new backbeat that'll have a uh, pedal extension. So it really makes that uh, like a four-pedaled foot drum uh, version of things. Um, We're going to be looking at doing um, uh, lots of little uh, tweaks here and there on the the take of the uh, downbeat pedals, whether you can get a whole uh, drum kit with just the pedals. So we really emphasize the lowest common denominator for really making a full drum kit sound. Um, You know, granted, everything's a little smaller and a little quieter, but if that's what you're going for, uh, we can get you in the door with a full foot percussion a little better, but 
you know, sometimes it is just about, you know, making things better. And that's a, a journey into itself. Uh, so we're always trying to find, you know, how can we make this smarter? And again, I don't try to cage this in profitability, although that is a very important factor in a lot of the things we do. It's yeah. it like, you know, uh, hey, Mike, if you can, uh, our employee, like if you can make this cheaper, then we can charge less to our customer and that will sell more and we'll make everybody a little happier. So let's yeah. try to find out how can we do this smarter, you know, find a better vendor for a price on something and, you know, trying to make it equitable so that we're not, you know, destroying our planet and finding local people to help us manufacture, but, you know, with cost in mind. And so ultimately, like, that's been a lot of the joys, like how to make these things better. Um, and it has an infinite, you know, depth to all that. So that's currently my joy and passion is just, you know, making stuff better for musicians to, have more fun. So we sell, they talk about it with their friends more and play it more so that I sell more so that we can keep doing this more <laughs> like yeah. Yeah, triple wins, you know, like I think we can make that, that kind of stuff happen. And that's what we're excited to be a part of is um, learning from our customers for one, um, getting the word out with, you know, real not marketing and not having you pay for my marketing, but for you to actually tell people about it because you want to. Yeah. Um, that's our, the way we see it. Amazing. Yeah, that, 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 I tell you, that's probably the best answer to that question I've ever gotten. Um, oh God! So fair play to you. Well done. Uh, tell you what, let's uh, let's start wrapping it up here now, and we'll we'll head into uh, a quick fire round. Just a couple of questions. Just uh, yeah. if people haven't gotten the the measure of you yet, they might get the measure of you out of uh, these questions. So, not music related, most of them, but uh, just uh, as we say in Ireland, just for the crack. So, just for the crack. Pete, right. just for the crack. Pete, what is your favorite film? Or movie? Oh, golly. Um, my favorite film. Um, well, I don't know. You know, one that has popped up a little bit would be, um, you know, like a, like a Shawshank Redemption, a movie that kind of gets you thinking about your life in a way that like get busy living or get busy dying. And yep. that's propelled a lot of what has made me get to where I'm at. Like, you know what? You get one shot at this. Might as well try your best and push. Yeah, Do it. Perfect. I love it. Cool. <laughs> uh, what is your favorite word? Um, um, uh, uh, I like uh, muddled. Mud muddled has come out of my mouth a, a few times. I like saying the word muddled. Yeah. It, actually, you know what? Probablement. It's French for probably. Say that again. <laughs> Probablement. It's probably in French. Don't fact check me either because I'm not even positive. I just love to say that word. <laughs> I'm, I'm happy for you. It's a fun word to listen to <laughs> at any rate. So um, yeah, good stuff. Um, right. Okay. If you could have an unlimited amount of anything, what would it be? Oh, time. There you go. Oh, profound. Sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry if that's outside the bounds, but that's that's no, the question. No. Most, most, most people say money. Time time is money. So that's all I need is more time. Time is money. One, one fella even said ecstasy. So <laughs> Yeah, well, you can sell that and have time and money. So, yeah, sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. Happy hour. Happy hour. Yeah. It's all swings and roundabouts. Um, yeah, not enough time. What, is there anything that you regret spending money on? Like, uh, it can be a vast amount of money or it can be. Oh, golly. I, I can't tell you the product name. Okay. I can describe it lightly, 
but it, it felt like one of those products that just rankled me. And I actually think you probably own one or have owned one, oh. but it was a product that made your guitar have some bass notes oh, and yeah. some higher played notes. And I bought it and it had issues. And then I had other issues about those issues. And then I really did, started to look at it as a product design, like what the heck? And then I heard about who the guy person was and it had another negative layer. I shared my negativeness about this product with other people. And I started to get this feedback loop and it's like bad things that are made badly can wrinkle me faster than just about anything else in life. So that was one of them where I just realized like, yep, wish I didn't spend that money on that. And I, I don't know think exactly. I know exactly what that is. And I know that ah. there was uh, uh, a reasonably big, very, very big, very, very famous rock band that were using uh, using them in uh, their guitars and didn't have a bass player. Two guitars yeah. and no yeah. bass player. Uh, you, 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 I'll not name the band, but they're famous for their facial hair. From A to Z, you no doubt about it. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, okay, it's, it's good to get the feedback on that because... Yeah, you know, I mean, like, some people might like that product. Actually, that is like a one-man band tool that I definitely want. I want my thumb to be hitting a sub-octave low bass, and I think that product is not out there quite yet, and I really wish it was. I don't think those octave pedals can do it justice. I don't know if there is a way to work around that, but... I just know that that is a product that's locked up for legal reasons and other ways that that is just a shame that it's not more publicly been. Well, so, you know, I didn't know that at all. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's it's just a little bit more to it. Yeah. That's what made me just like, you know, it's got to start from the top. If the, the person you like, you know, I think out of a musician, like, do you like a song? If you know the player of that song is a jerk, like, yeah, it takes oh, no. a couple points down. Yeah. yeah so exactly. Yeah. 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 Um, Grailing Pingle had a, yeah. a great solution to that yeah particular yeah yeah um, yeah and i think he, he just has guys uh in his where, wherever he's from in his local town that they build pickups and it was like it was actually no it was it was a yeah it was another gentleman i had him build me some pickups too but for the same reason why he can't do it commercially is the same reason why i had my first gripe with the other guy it's like uh, it's locked up and so it's like, that's a bummer. Like, that's all we get is this one locked up uh, idea that can't be worked around because of um, legal entanglements that seem a little bit fudgy in the first place. But, huh. you know, it is what it is. We'll, we'll be we'll be free from it maybe in a little while and somebody will come up with a good bass thumb, you know, something that just digs in. You get that whole sound. I love it. I hope yeah. one day. Cool. Okay. Good stuff. Right. Well, that was that was a very very interesting answer. Uh, and then I tell you what. Let, let's let's uh, let's let's do one more question, and we'll say, what would you be doing if you weren't building foot drums? I'd be teaching um, high school history class probably right now. Also, <laughs> it was it was well, we we call it secondary school over here, but secondary, secondary school, school, yeah, yeah, uh, history. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, that was, I have a master's in history, I have a master's in education, um, and a bachelor of arts in history, and like, that was my jam, I, that's what I love, and that's what I was chasing down when I, um, you know, 2008, the budget crunches came, uh, everything started to shift, uh, shifty sands, and I realized I needed a part-time job, and that was to make foot drums, and then that part-time, here's another piece of advice for any of those musicians looking to straddle something, is like, have a day job that pays money, part-time as you whittle it down and work on your hobby job and just start to find that balance. And then one will outgrow the other or it doesn't. And you need to re recalibrate, but 
you know, I never did this all with two feet all at once. It was a slow trickle and, you know, letting the foot drum uh, build itself up while I was teaching and working in the classrooms, which I really love. I still am in the classrooms in different capacities, but sometimes now just playing music and bringing in music to a classroom is a joy. And it's a skill set that I really enjoy. And I like, I like kids and um, how they can just change the world um, with the way they look. And that's, yeah, that's a beautiful I, thing. I, I think that's probably the best bit of advice uh, that, that you can give. I was the exact same. I worked in a, what we call it a nursery over here, but I think you guys over in America call it a kindergarten. Uh, yeah. With like with two and three year olds. And I was working there until I started like it. And, and as you say, I started dropping hours in the nursery to take on hours teaching guitar. And eventually I went all in on, on, on being a guitar teacher. And then two weeks later, um, lockdown happened. So I had to, <sighs> but anyway, that's just my look. Well, I've done okay yeah. out of it in fairness. So like it's, it's, it, it wasn't the end of the world. It was the, it was the right decision yeah. in the end, but um, yeah, no, a right, a right little gem to end things on there. So Pete, before we end, where can people find you? Uh, yeah, always at footdrums.com. That's F O O T D R U M S.com. And that's kind of how we showcase what we do around the world. But you know, certainly our Instagram or social media feeds have a lot more uh, current um, takes on what we're doing and um, some exciting things that are coming up. We got a foot drum uh, shipping out to uh, um, Mick Fleetwood of Fleetwood Mac. So we're going to get his drum dolled up and then uh, have that shipped out and get a little splash in the in the world for that, I hope. And um, yeah, Lionel Dewecki, he's the guitar player for Herbie Hancock. He's going to be uh, featured the foot drum with a lot of kind of uh, African inspired sounds um, that aren't going to be typical of a snare drum and a hi-hat kind of scenario. So I'm really looking forward to sharing what his creations are going to be. Um, yeah. Sold a, a foot drum to a, 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 a drummer who played on the Super Bowl most recently, uh, American football uh, Super Bowl. Uh, he's, you know, the drummer for uh, partly for Eminem and um, uh, Snoop Dogg. And so it's like, that's a whole nother scene that I would love to see foot drum utilize more. Yeah. So, you know, the musical taste, you know, I know we've been locked down into a little bit more of the rootsy traditional blues and folk and, and rock kind of world. But I think that the scope of what we make is a, a platform of yeah. instruments that, you know, you can put anything underneath that drumstick, quite frankly. And, and the more that people explore that world, whether it be, you know, Latin percussion or that kind of stuff, we're, we're just happy to, yeah, just to see where this kind of stuff goes and, you know, yeah. not try to be so Eurocentric and how we um, visualize what our intentions are when we make stuff, but just open-ended creative platforms to get people to express themselves. Yeah, I think I did see that um, the 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 really funky um, kind of Latin percussion foot drum uh, on Instagram there the other week. Uh, yeah, yeah, the panderos, cowbells, yeah. other yeah, why not? Brilliant. I, I was, and, and you know what? Like when you when you look at that, um, it's you're kind of looking at that as like well duh of course it can be done like that but like it takes someone to just think about it in in a different way and like you say it opens up like 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 like, ah, like you're saying well you know barry that's like isn't that like every good song you hear you're like oh so simple why didn't i just do that <laughs> yeah Exactly. I tell you what, let's let's leave it on that note. Let's end it on, on, on that high. Pete, thank you very, very much for coming on today. Um and uh yeah, I look forward we'll, we'll, we'll keep in touch. Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks for having me on, Barry, and uh, best of luck with this podcast. Keep uh keep making them and uh let's hear what you have to say about it, huh? I'll do my best. Thank you very much. Okay, bye bye. 
That was the Music Career Show. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to subscribe, leave a review, and tell your friends about the Music Career Show.